So we, our topic is Shalom Bayis, but uh, the date is Shiva Sabatamus. So let's try and combine the two. Because we know that Shiva Sabatamus has a certain, even though it's not Teshavav, but there's a certain different feeling of, of sadness we meant to feel on Shiva Sabatamus. Because we see a process. A downhill spiral, a process which starts in Shiva Sabatamus and goes down to Tishabaf. And if we think about our relationship with Hashem as, as a relationship, and we use similar terminology to describe it, so we would describe Shiva Sabatamus as when things started going wrong. And Tishabaf is when they ended. So when the Chazal tell us about the different things which, tragedies which took place on Shiva Asabatamus as opposed to tragedies which took place in Tishabav, it's not just a question of historically there were these things happened on Shiva Asabatamus and historically those things happened on Tishabav. It follows a pattern. And the pattern is that what began to go wrong began to go wrong on Shiva Asabatamus. It was the beginning, what we call that Chalta de Paranus, it was the beginning of what went wrong. And the final stage of absolute destruction, total, uh, the end of the, the process when, was, was Tishabaf. The Khurban, uh, the destruction of Beitar, was destruction, final destruction. Whereas Shiva Sabatamus is where the things started, so to speak, to, to break down, whatever it was. This, the, the, the beginning of the end of the Korbanus when they stopped bringing the Talmud. The beginning of the end of Islam is when they broke the wall. The the first step away from Klai Yisrael's greatness when they smashed the Luchas. There was a the Shivasa Matamuz represents the start of a process which led to destruction. Now obviously the that's why I said there's a specific kind of availus of Shivasa Matamuz. And that is to think to remember where things began to go wrong. And Alayno it's something which, which, if you're talking about uh, a, a nimshal of a relationship between people, so it's the same idea. There could be a relationship which ends tragically, but there's always a certain tire of what, where did the problem start? What was the beginning of, so to speak, a downward spiral? And what's important for us is, obviously, the point of recognizing Shavasa Batamus is to stop the progression. If a person can see something which is the beginning of a problem, so you want to stop to fix that problem. Because otherwise, that's what's going to happen. Things left unsolved and things which are going to degenerate and get worse are eventually going to lead to a complete destruction. And what we were meant to have done, by whatever occasion in history we're talking about of what happened in Shiva Sabatamus, was to take the lesson. There's a certain point which is, you know, a certain red line which is being crossed, a certain area which is broken. And uh, we should rally and try and fix things before it's going to lead to the final destruction, which then that's, there's nothing more to do. That's the end. And that's why you see that there's a makam on Shabbat Shabbat like the other fast days, to say slichas. On Tishabah, there's no slichas. Tishabah signals a level of that's the end. That's the destruction happens. It's not like we can still in, intercede to, to, to endeavor in that we shouldn't, it shouldn't get worse, that we should try and improve. All we can do with Tisha is just try to pick up again afterwards and start again. But it's, it signifies an end point. Once again, in human relationships also, very often, 
and uh, so the people who Isaac in the field will say that if, if someone's awake to the signs of something going wrong at the beginning, it's still fixable. It might be a problem which a person's aware of, something which has not gone the way it's meant to go, but it's still fixable. And if left untreated, so things get worse until eventually it gets to a stage of the relationship being that far gone, that destroyed, that there's nothing more to do. So what are those areas which can cause the beginning of a break in a relationship? And they're meant to be used as a, as a signal to a person because at that stage it's still there's what to do to repair. So we're not going to focus on all the methods of trying to fix things or Peter Tarash over how to do that, but let's focus on what the issues could be. And really as a term of reference, I want to use exactly the five things which happened in Shavasa Thomas. As different in our relationship with Hashem, different areas where we saw a break beginning, and I just relate it back to in the human experience how the same things happen. So, what does the Mishnah say? What were the five things which happened to Klai Yisrael on Shabbos of the So, what are the five tragedies? The first one is the breaking of the Luchas. The second one was the fact that, uh, uh, in historical order, but if you want to do it historically, the first one is the breaking of the Luchas. The second one was the cessation of the Tamid. In the time of the first Beis HaMikdash, the, the breaking of the wall of Yishalayim, the before that, the Menashe put a Tzalem, Vodazar in the Heichel, the breaking of the Yishalayim, and later on the time of the Greeks, the burning of the Torah. Those are the five things which happened on Shavas of Thomas. Now, what's the, what's the significance of those five areas? So, we understand, in all the different areas we relate to Hashem. In other words, there's a relation to Hashem through Torah. There was a concept of the Torah being burnt. There was a relation with Hashem and Tavayda. There was a concept of uh, the time that got stopped. The relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that with our commitment to each other, well, when the breaking of the Lukas, so we let down Hashem's trust. And uh, that's why we lost the Lukas. There's a commitment to Hashem, of a mother, not of no, which is obviously not to accept of a desire. Putting up a tzelem in the heichel is the end of that. And uh, lastly, the fact that what Yishalayim was like an area which wasn't influenced, wasn't so it was separated from everything else in the world. It was a place like a, we call it Irak Kodesh, a place of Kedusha, which uh, when the walls of Yishalayim got breached, we lost that too. The final step for of those things was the Chobim in the first base of Megdash, the Chobim in the second base of Megdash, the destruction of Beitar, uh, the fact that the Yishlam lost its status as a city, the whole thing was cleared. Whatever it would be, that was the final destruction. Why are the Luchas showing its destruction? Why is the beginning of the process? It's destruction itself. So as I said, it was the destruction of it, it was the element of for the Luchas, it was destruction. Just like the Torah that got burnt, it was a destruction. But for our relationship with Hashem, it was, wasn't a destruction. It was the first point. It was the first point. That we lost trust. We still invite her. The destruction was after Tishabav. Because when the Miraglim came back, after Chet Egel, Hashem wasn't happy, but he was willing to keep going with us. After the Miraglim, that's it. Now they're all going to die. So he's talking about the destruction of the, with Hashem, the Kilo that the Klai Yishol got destroyed only later. So let's explain these things. And let's talk about them in the context of what are the areas which can ruin a relationship and 
Let's talk about Klapi Hashem. Let's just talk about Klapi marriage. Where, where, where the, I'm talking about practice, I'm talking about categories, like principles. One can run a marriage, and as we see, the same five ideas. The first thing is, I'm going to order this, they're important, but if you talk about five areas which, could, would, which are damaging to a relationship, so the first one is, let's talk about the relationship has to function. In other words, if people, two people are doing something together, so there's, there's the jobs each one has to do. And when there's a certain feeling that somebody is not functional, they're not doing their job, and because their things are becoming falling apart, things are being dysfunctional, so it's, that's the first reason, if you're going to say, which will lead to a breakdown in a relationship. In other words, as everyone's doing the job they're meant to do, the house is functioning like a functional house, and uh, maybe be, and that's already a healthy, a, a healthy setup. Whereas when it's not like that, and people aren't doing what they're meant to do, and things are falling apart, that's already the first sign of something breaking. And that's what we call Batla Tamid. The idea of the Tamid was that there's a steady avoidance we do every day. Things are in the best of Every day what needs to be done, that day gets done. Then we might have been, the other issues which we can correct ourselves, but at least as a place, it's functioning the way it's meant to function. Things are working like normal. Whereas when things stop, the Tamid stops. And there isn't that constant... Uh, so to speak, input to make things happen. That's when you see the first sign, the first cracks in what's going to, in, which which could cause things to fall apart. And that's why the first the first sign we have to work on fixing something. When the, the routine, when the way things run breaks down, that's one area. And people complain about that about each other, that they're no longer maintaining a house, they're no longer bringing in the prinos, they're no longer doing whatever they're going to do. And that's when you see, like I said, that first the first crack of what's going to cause them to fall apart because it's no longer running. It's no longer operating the way it's meant to operate. The time it was meant to be done regularly is bottom. The second one is when we talk is that the, that might be the practical part of the relationship. The second idea is the connection between the two people. The connection between the two people is really what defines a relationship. It's not just that we happen to be working together to make something happen. We have a connection between us. And that's what keeps a relationship strong. Whether if you're talking about a marriage, it's the intimate part of the relationship or any other the connection between the two people. And what breaks that is when there's, when there's something else which interests people more than each other. When you're no longer the focus of my interest and attention, you're no longer the most important thing for me, so then we made that something else replaces that, it breaks down the connection which people feel that we have for each other. That for e- each partner is meant to feel that you're the most important thing in my life. And when there's something else which takes place, then there's a breakdown in, let's say, the quality of the relationship. And we are going to talk about that here was, let's say, in Behechel. Behechel was the place that was meant to be the place of connection between Hashem and the Jewish people. To put something else there, which is now an interference to that connection, breaks down the closeness of Hashem and Klai Yisrael. There's Kilo, something else in the way. And it's the same thing here. Whatever the something else might be, but when there's a feeling that people have it, that they don't feel that they're the most important thing for their husband or wife, that already is the start of a, a separation of, in, in the closeness of the relationship, which again has to be fixed. It's a, it's a break which otherwise can just be destructive. That's the second area. To man, not just to maintain the functionality of the house, but to maintain the uniqueness of the closeness which each, feel, each partner feels for their, their spouse. That's the second, the second area where if there's, a, if there's something which breaks there, then that's already something which is, needs to be fixed. The third, the third is 
that's preempted with the uh, uh, historically with the story by the said what happened at the time of that Khurban and you understand what's Nagya. The we said before, the idea of the breaking of the Luchas. The idea of the breaking of the Luchas wasn't a, dis- uh, a rejection of Kal Yisrael. Hashem still didn't destroy the Jewish people, but Himself kept going with Him after that. Uh, the destruction only came after the after the miracle. And Hashem said they're all going to die in the midbar, that's the end for this generation. So what did break by Chetzei? We didn't lose, we didn't, we didn't get, it wasn't niggas on us all to be killed, but the Luchas got smashed. What did we lose when we lost the Luchas? What did we lose when we lost the Luchas? And the answer is really, I'm going to say it in the words I said before, it's an interesting point, we lost Hashem's trust. Giving us the Luchas was giving us a certain opportunity to do something, to go back to the level of admiration maybe before the Chet. We said, Naisiv and Nishma, and Hashem trusts us, we're going to keep that. And on that, you're going to be that I'm schooler, you're going to be that holy nation. Wow, I'm going to make you special. And now we, so to speak, let Hashem down. And we didn't keep what we said we were going to do. Okay, so go back to being people. Go back to being like you were before. Hashem is not destroy, throwing us out, He's not planning killing everybody at that stage. But whatever we, we, we were meant to have gained from promising Hashem, we're going to keep up our nice definition. We're going to be special. Hashem, you'll see. We're all going to be that we lost. And the Gemara says very literally. The Gemara says if they got two crowns for saying nice of Nishma, so Hashem trusted us and we said it, that we're going to live up to that expectation, then the Malachim came and took those two crowns away from us. We don't deserve that anymore. So to say in different words, the signing of the smashing the Luchas was we lost the trust. There was a certain trust Hashem had in us and much had a very graphic to look, Hashem gave you the Luchas because he's kept his side of the deal and you let him down. Smash the Luchas. You don't deserve them. And that's a third area which in Shana Bais, maybe I don't deal with uh, psychiatry, but as a rough, the area you see most often as a problem is on the lack of trust. On the lack of trust. Because getting married to somebody is also based on trusting each other. And when someone, one person lets the other person down, in whatever area it's going to be. So then there's a lack of trust, and that's also a breakdown in the relationship. I can't be open with you, I can't feel free with you, I can't trust you, I can't rely on you. In whatever area it's going to be, that's also a certain crack in the relationship, which we have to work to fix, because it's, otherwise it's going to get worse. That idea, that same smash of the luchas is that same breaking of a person's expectations of somebody else. I always thought you were like this, and I said, you're not, you didn't tell me the truth about something, you never read, uh, whatever, whatever area it's going to be, where a person loses trust for the husband to their wife, it's also a break. It's also a beginning of a crack in the relationship which has to be fixed. That's what they call the Shvira Salachas. This is the fourth one. The fourth one, and then again, this needs a bit of explanation. When we say that what happens by uh, the breaking of the wall of Yerushalayim, so, yes, historically that was the end. The siege had gone on for years, and the, the, the going weren't progressing. They couldn't, get any, they couldn't go any further. The beginning of the end was when they broke into the city. But then it was just a matter of time until they would get to the Vesemish and destroy everything. But what does that signal, signify? The idea that they broke into Yishlaim. Like I said, Yishlaim was besieged for years already, and it's carried on. The idea is, as long as the wall was strong, which means as long as anything external was kept outside, the city could function. The city, the city did function. 
It wasn't like it was a quick thing. It went on for years. And in fact, if you look at the Midrashim, if not for the fact that HaKadosh Baruch intervened and, and helped him break the wall, it could have gone on forever because Yishalayim wasn't weakening in the siege. They were surviving in the siege. It's true, there was a lack of food, but they used to go and steal food. They had, they, they had ways to survive. What caused the end was when they broke the wall. Which means as long as the, whatever outside enemies are massed beyond the wall, as long as the wall is strong, we can keep going. Nothing, nothing's happening. It's only when the wall gets broken and now everything, all, this, everyone, all the enemies can come inside, that's already the beginning of the end. And there's a certain element like that in every Shana base, Which means there are always external factors which could work against the, um, work against the marriage. The external factors could be distant family members. The external factors could be financial issues. The external factors could be whatever other things it's going to be. As long as there's a certain agreement that it's not going to influence or affect our relationship, it's not going to... What other people say or or advise or or, or try and influence us isn't going to affect our relationship. So there's a strong wall. And then a couple can survive negative parents, negative siblings, negative parents, you know, as long as they're strong, you know, they don't get influenced by that external thing. It's okay. But Berega, one of the parties, the husband to the wife, starts getting influenced by outsiders. And uh, your wife said, like this, your husband said, like that, whatever it is. It could be, like, it could be family, it could be neighbors, friends, anybody. An article shared in the, in the magazine. It doesn't make a difference. When there's an outside influence which is going to work on somebody to change the way they feel about their spouse, that's like breaking that wall. The certain, which the wall should be that a couple feels committed to each other. And the fact that outside people or outside influences try to interfere with that, we're not going to, we're not going to let that happen. We're not going to let it in. Like I said, as soon as that starts to happen, then also there's a breakdown in the connection of the marriage because now a person's more, in, like, once they're influenced by things outside, so then it can affect their relationship, it can affect where they see each other. Normally it's just to start until they see more and more things that they like because they've now been conditioned, so to speak, to look for problems as opposed to being in a situation where they've built a protective wall around themselves that nothing else is going to interfere with. And again, this is not my martial. Chazal said The Chazal said that Shari Bili Isha, Shari Bili Choyma. He doesn't have a wall around himself. And I'll repeat about it. The idea why the Kala goes around the Chasen seven times before the Chafa is to build that wall. There's a certain... There's a certain safe space, if you want to say, within the, the, the couple have for them, between themselves, and it's a place that no one else is allowed, we can interfere with. When other people do interfere with that, that causes problems. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a good question. It's not like directly the to the topic, but the answer is that it's true. He doesn't have anything to protect. That's that's the tragedy. If I have nothing, if I have nothing to protect, there's nothing, nothing which I, I need to look after. That's part of the problem. Okay, so that's the fourth area. That uh, when people on the outside, or and it could be doctors, it could be therapists, it could be anybody. But once someone on the outside can interfere with the way people feel about each other, then it damages the relationship. It's also a danger. That's uh, the fourth period, so to speak, that the crack there could be uh, in the relationship. And the last one, and this is, uh, I'm leaving it for last, because maybe it's, even historically, it's kind of like the fifth thing which happened in the Shabbos of the Tammuz, but it's also the hardest to fix. And that is, there's a loss of common goal. When people get married, maybe the most important thing in deciding who to marry is, are we traveling in the same direction? 
Do we want the same life? Are we going to the same place? And uh, if there isn't a commonality of purpose or a, a unified idea of what we're trying to achieve in life or where we're trying to go, then it's like people who are going in opposite directions. So we might meet each other as we, as we cross paths, but we're, going to, we're not going to meet each other again because we're going to go more and more in different directions. I always advise Bachim when they, or same goes, when they're looking for what to look for in Shaduchim, the number one should be someone that wants to go the same way in life. We have the same direction, we have the same journey. And if we're going the same way, so then we're willing to overcome our difficulties and we're willing to work hard because we want to achieve the same thing. But what happens is when people change direction and it's no longer the same direction. And one person wants to go one way and one person goes to a different way. So now, very often, it's very hard to deal with that because it's not a, like a compromise. Now, okay, so just need to be invited a bit and whatever. It's not, what's it to compromise? We want to live completely opposite lifestyles. We want to live in different places in the world. What's the compromise about? We want to do different things. We have different value systems. That becomes a very big, a very big problem because that fundamental point of like what uh, is brought in the Navi. That can two people go walk, live together, go together, unless they're going to the same place. If you're going to the same place, we'll go together. If you're going to different places, you're going to come to a crossroads and part company. And that's the last big, that's the last big rift that can be in a relationship when it gets to a crossroads where people want to go opposite directions. So then, what's going that, that pulls things apart because what's going to hold them together? That's going to get straight for satire. Sreva Satayra is the, the common goal that we and Hashem want. Hashem wants us to learn Torah, we want to learn Torah. Hashem wants us to use the Torah to get Torah above, we want to get Torah above. We go in the same direction. Burning the Torah means there's that lack of common goals. We're no longer holding what Hashem wants us to do. He wants one thing, we want something else. And that's the case, things are going to go in opposite directions. So, those are the, we call the beginning of the Puranas. The beginning of the, of the destruction comes from when we see the original sh- cracks in a relationship which if not dealt with are going to end up as a tishuba are going to end up as a tragedy as a destruction uh, yes in the, in the relationship with Hashem we spoke about the five areas where we see the beginning of what broke down we no longer had but they represent the same things with two people like I said it's a, la- it's a lack of autonomy the lack of a functional a, f- a functional way of of, of, work, of running a home of, the, running, of being together a lack of closeness. When other things become more important to the spouses than each other. When you put a tzalem in the heichel, there's something besides for Hashem, if you can see. You know, see in a Vodazara, that breaks that, that, that uniqueness of that relationship. Uh, a lack of trust. We call this Shreya Salachas. A lack of uh, the wall which protects people from whatever other negative influence is going to work, try and make them work against each other. And lastly, a lack of common direction. If we had to uh, break down, come out all the, sh- the, sh- the cases in Shana Bayes, uh, come up, it normally falls in one of those five categories. Yeah, people say specifics. Uh, they're arguing about money, they're arguing about in laws, they're arguing about which, which uh, schools to send the kids to. Uh, just put it into the right category. It's either an external factor or it's a lack of uh, agreement or it's a lack of direction or whatever it's going to be. It's just, these are the headings in which all the little prices are going to fall. So why are we bringing this up? Because let's first identify where the areas could be where there could be what, what could cause a difficulty in a relationship that's just a starting point because the next point is that that's the time to deal with it when, when it's we can still say we can still say we can still fix 
we have to work on it before it gets to Tishabah when all we can do then is say Kinnis and lament what we lost and then Reza Shem the next two Vadim is going to be to talk about the principles of what to do now as a caveat every case is different and every case needs people to, uh, that to be understood in the context of the two people involved and what's right for them but as a principle what's the way to deal with each of the Mahalach in big terms of how to deal with each of these five issues we can talk about the fine tuning will depend on the fine tuning of the case that obviously isn't for Abim that's for in each place individually but at least in the bigger picture that we can discuss together